You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back with Gene and Chris on the Paracast, and we have a very interesting guest coming up a little bit later in the show. As a matter of fact, we've gotten more questions for this guest than any other. So we could almost do a show sitting here and having Chris reading questions and I just sit back. But anyway, you know, we get lots of interesting letters from listeners. Some hate us, some love us, some are in the middle, some have constructive criticisms. So there was one message posted in our forums from somebody who probably doesn't like me because he resented these movie references that I make occasionally, and I regard movies as popular culture and sometimes as an indication of where people are in our society. And so I will mention a movie from time to time to put everybody in the same framework. So in the previous episode we did with Brad Steiger, this person thought I was trying to get attention from Hollywood. Uh? (laughs) You know, guys, I'm too old for this stuff, you know? I don't want to use the word that Danny Glover used in the Lethal Weapon movies to use a comparison. There was a line he'd given in several of those movies, I'm too old for this, you know what, which we can't say on the radio. You're doing it again, Gene. Right, I'm doing it again. I don't care. (laughs) But, you know, the point being that I don't care if Hollywood notices me or not. It's too late. You know, if they want to, you know, give a part to an aging baby boomer from Brooklyn, I guess I'm there. But well, they can turn Rockoids into a, a huge blockbuster, uh, multi-million dollar production. You know, I wouldn't mind that at all. But remember, my son's only 27, so he'll be around to see that happen. I don't expect I will. In any case, all right, people are entitled to their opinions, maybe not their facts, but there you go. And then we talked about Art Bell's failed dark matter radio show. Now, for whatever reason, he claims a dispute with Sirius XM where he pulled the show after a few weeks. Now, we did make, you know, a few criticisms of it, number one being the most important, that he was trying to dwell on his success of the past for the show, bring on the same old guests like he was never away. I guess that's good or that's bad. I mean, if you want to hear those people, I guess you can get the shows on YouTube or somewhere. So I don't know if that's a value or not. You know, some people will say, what have you done for me lately? The only area where we criticize him, though, is where he took the name of Don Ecker's radio show, Dark Matters, and calls it Art Bell's Dark Matter. I thought that was a bad move because he knows Don Ecker. I don't understand why he did that and why he ignored any concerns voiced by people about the decision. I thought it's ridiculous. There got to be a thousand and one names you could come up with for a paranormal radio show. But I'm not attacking him personally. It could be Sirius XM wanted him to use that name. I don't know. We know, of course, for example, that the use of names may not be in the control of the talent. Look at the Dark Skies TV show that Bryce Abel co-produced back in the 1990s. They came out with a movie called Dark Skies, and nobody asked Bryce Abel for permission. They did it. The movie, I guess, did sort of okay, made back what they invested on it. So there you go. Titles... You know, may not be that important, but to Don Ecker, it's important because he's been doing that show for 20 years and he does a damn good job. But again, we're not attacking Art Bell personally. I don't know the man. I don't think I've ever written to him. I haven't talked to him. 
I wish him luck if he can reestablish his radio career. And that's it. There you go. Is that a, an attack on Art Bell? Well, I mean, it's pointing out the obvious, I think. Uh, but, you know, what do I know? That, that our same uh, poster complained that I ask complicated questions. And the majority syllable? of the questions I ask are from our listeners. So, <laughs> so make them succinct there, folks. <laughs> so basically, if you ask a question with more than one syllable. It's a complicated subject, Gene. Sometimes you have to qualify parts of your question. I do ask involved uh, questions at times because this is a a very, you know, involved subject. And sometimes it's impossible to ask a five-word sentence in the form of a question. Uh, It takes takes longer. A lot of times you have to have conditions, if, ands, or buts. This is not a simple subject, which is one of the things we've pointed to over the years in regard to the paranormal. I mean, we want to have a simple answer. We want the Reader's Digest explanation for the UFO mystery. We want to know, for example, okay, UFOs are spaceships, the government is hiding the secret, that's the end of the story. When we see spirits or strange apparitions in haunted houses, okay, it's Uncle Harry coming back from the dead, and he wants to send a message to you. Simple answer. Maybe it's true. But a lot of times you look at these things and you find out that may not be the entire answer. So you have to ask a more involved question. And we're not going to shirk from that. If there are complicated questions to answer, we'll ask them. If it requires a complicated answer to the complicated question, which sounds almost like a tongue twister, we'll expect that of our guests because we want to know what's happening, not whether it fits within the definition of Reader's Digest. Yeah, our cliff note. Oh, yeah, I got to have the cliff notes. Of course, now people named Cliff will say that we've attacked them. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, Gene, I don't know. You can be some things to some people, but you can't be all things to all people or something like that. I think someone said something like that. You can please some of the people some of the time or something like that. But you can't please all the people all the time. No. Doing our best here, uh, kind and gentle listeners. I don't know that we do our best. We don't expect to please a lot of people. We expect to please a few so we keep the show going. And obviously we have more and more listeners every month, so some people appear to feel that we're doing a good job. And we have other people who don't want to listen because they think we attacked Art Bell or their sacred cow, or they think we run too many commercials and don't want to bother skipping them. I don't know. What can I say? I would say that one of the most popular subjects in recent years in the paranormal field has been the subject of crop circles. Of course, when we had Nancy Talbot on the show, some of the most wide-ranging forum threads were opened about her and about the interview we did with this psychic she deals with, Robert Vandenbroek. And then we had Colin Andrews, who's the guy who pretty much invented the term crop circles. We had him on. We had a lot of comments and questions about it. Now, on today's episode, we're going to feature someone who contacted us after we had Colin Andrews on the show, someone who has actually created crop circles. One of those people. His name is Matthew Williams, and according to his bio, he was once busted for that offense. (laughs) Well... You know, whatever claim to fame uh, you need to hang your hat on. Uh, I've I've been looking forward to speaking with Williams for a number of years since he first surfaced and and, uh, did some pretty interesting exposés online concerning 
the Circle Makers and Team Satan, John Lundgren, others uh, who have claimed to be behind many of the the most elaborate and beautiful of the crop circle formations, uh, that it's all art in the field, that sort of thing. I do think we're going to have a, a very uh, lively and um, fun time with uh, Matthew. And we, like you said, Gene, we have a ton of questions in the question bank. Hopefully we can get to most of them. We'll try to combine them and we'll ask a few of our own first. But this is just going to be something I'm really looking forward to. Because anytime you've seen pictures of crop circles it's an incredible amount of artwork and i'm lucky enough to basically draw a stick figure on a piece of paper i can kind of do that i can kind of do a little bit with digital artwork but crop circles you know the mind boggles it really does i don't know how i could do anything like that chris you know i expect he probably could there's a crop circle maker somewhere in there I don't think so. You don't think so. Well, we know no. we've got one who does do the. Crop you need circles. you need to have the motivation, Gene. I I don't have the motivation to uh, to perpetrate uh, hoaxes or to create to create designs in fields or carve up cows in a field or whatever. We've got Matthew Williams, the guy or one of the guys who makes crop circles. Coming up next with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two. A2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. 
What looks good under your Christmas tree and tastes even better? Big Berkey water filters. Yes, the gift of clean water. A gift that provides a great foundation for achieving good health in the lives of your loved ones. A Big Berkey water filter gives them protection from bacteria, heavy metals, chlorine, fluoride, pesticides and herbicides, VOCs and more. And best of all, a Big Berkey water filter is a gift that lasts for many years with no additional investment. And that saves time and money in filter replacements that other water filters require and are even powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. As always, all orders over $50 are shipped free, and GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Order online at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com, spelled Big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, WaterFilters.com, or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-B-E-R-K-E-Y. Gift well this Christmas. Give a Big Berkey water filter. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Whey and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Whey, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Whey, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100-degree heat, and then I take another two servings of One World Whey and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Whey comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworldway.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, I've wondered over the years just how and why anyone would want to make a crop circle. As I said to our listeners, I'm bad enough at stick figure artwork with pen and paper. I can do a little bit of digital artwork because I let the computer figure it out for me. But just going out into a field, I don't know. I think I'm a hermit. That's the problem. We've got Matthew Williams here, who's one of the people who's done it, been there, done that. But it says here from your bio, Matthew, and welcome to the Paracast, by the way, that you're a former British government customs and excise officer. Does that mean you're the guy at the airport who checks out things when you're making an international trip? Well, I never actually got into the uh, the frontline stuff. I was more of an office office type working in VAT, which is uh, like tax. I don't know if you call it VAT over in the States, but certainly call it tax. Yeah, it was a paperwork job. And I started working there for a couple of years in personnel, worked my way into VAT and criminal investigations as well. But again, it sounds a lot more glamorous than it was because uh, I was the guy that used to look after the vehicles and things like that and do all the paperwork and <laughs> servicing and things. So wasn't quite as frontline as you might think. You were the bureaucrat behind the scenes. I was the guy that made it work for the guys who were on the front line. Um, The most impressive stuff I ever did was uh, sometimes drive to the laboratory of the government chemist in London uh, with sacks full of cocaine and drugs. Sometimes cannabis in the back of a car can smell 
so strongly that by the time you get from South Wales, an hour and a half's journey, you're pretty stoned by the time you get there at London. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Did that really happen to you? That really happened, yeah. There was two of us in the car once, uh, an, an officer and myself, and uh, he was he was getting quite paranoid. <laughs> and uh, I said, let's pull over at a, a, a service station and just get some air because the, the, the sort of smell in the car is quite extreme here. And he was too paranoid to pull over in, this, in the service station. So I said, well, look, you know what? Just close the doors whilst I go in, in, in the garage. You just lock the doors. You'll be okay, you know? And he was like, yeah, but what if somebody tries to steal the stuff? And I'm like, I don't think they know we've got it in the car. I think we're okay. Do you also have to stop to get like potato chips and munchies and stuff? That's what I was trying to, you know, say to him is, you know, let's go and get some food and uh, and some <laughs> some drinks. And you know, he didn't want to, he didn't want to do it. So yeah. All right. So from that business, how did yes. you get into this business, the world of the paranormal? I gather you had a UFO sighting. I did back in 1991, and I was still working for Customs and Excise. Um, near around that time i started getting interested in the in the subjects of the paranormal and ufos it led to me going out and interviewing people doing the investigations work that a, a ufo investigator does i started to produce a magazine called truth seekers review and this magazine was uh, you know just a photocopied paper thing really not not a magazine per se not glossy you know we had a, a sort of well respected readership i was friendly with uh, a lot of the big uh, magazines and i was writing articles for them as well so my name was getting known around the uk um, i was appearing on tv shows and regularly asked to speak on radio shows about uh, the ufo subject it became pretty well known and my employers didn't like this the government were not keen to have somebody like me working for them so things started getting very awkward at work <laughs> let's put it like that and in the end i, I was sacked so I, I lost my job and they made it quite clear that they were going to get rid of me and uh, the way they did it was rather underhanded you're a technical person gene so you might you might appreciate this uh, i was asked to design a database for our department and what they actually sacked me for was putting the icons to start the database on my desktop they were quite happy to have the database but i was not allowed to put the icons icons on my desktop. That was a breach of departmental security, apparently. And that's what I lost my job for. Can you believe it? It hardly makes sense to me. Well, you and me as well. I mean, my immediate boss, you could see when he was speaking to me about this, he was looking down at the floor. It was like he didn't want to have to tell me that he was going to get rid of me. They were sort of putting me on suspension. He could, You could see that this guy was kind of showing me with his eyes that this was what he was being told to do. I'm one of those guys that lost their, lost their job because of interest in the UFO subject. <laughs> what do you do now for a day job? Not an awful lot, to be honest. I have uh, repaired computers quite a bit uh, over the years, but uh, at the moment, uh, not working. It kind of goes with the artist lifestyle, I think. Yeah, it's it's mostly um, dedicated to the crop circle subject, and uh, I, I've sort of taken up a lot of my time with speaking to people about this, you know, writing on journals and uh, doing a YouTube channel. I even had my own little TV program for a couple of years. We uh, did this uh, thing called Circle Makers TV, and that was quite an interesting experience, bringing the circle makers on the air. You know, I'm, I'm a technical person. I work behind the scenes at uh, various live events. You know, I'm sort of the, the technician type guy that plugs it all in, turns it on, makes the graphics come up on the screen. You know, that's the sort of thing I tend to do. I've dedicated my life to helping people understand UFO paranormal. Let's go back to the beginning. You had this UFO experience in 1991. Can you give us the tales of the sighting? 
Absolutely, yes. I remember it very clearly. It's like one of those things you never forget. It, myself and a friend of mine were driving across a mountain road. The place was called the Valleys, which is uh, South Wales. I was going off to do some video editing work in a studio. And I drove across this mountain road. And as you come across one mountain pass onto the next side of the mountain, you get the nice vista of the next valley. At the time, it was nighttime, but there was a moon quite prominent in the sky. So we could see the, the walls of the valley and uh, the cliffs and the road. And it was, it was very interesting sort of driving, you know, with a strong moon. As I rounded this corner, I could see quite clearly an orange triangular light sitting upright on the side of the hill opposite. And this was uh, observable. Whilst I was driving, I was looking at the road and I was looking at this object back and forth. I had to sort of keep my eyes on the road. So eventually, about 30 seconds after I'd first spotted this thing, a line of trees came into sight. I stopped the car and I'd kind of been squinting at it, but I hadn't drawn my friend's attention to it. I'd just been looking back and forth, back and forth. And the reason I hadn't drawn his attention to it is because... We quite often get mountain fires in South Wales, and these mountain fires would possibly look like something of this nature. But as I was looking and trying to analyse it, I could realise that it had shimmering edges, but it wasn't flames. And it was a uniform orange colour across the whole face of this thing. But my brain wasn't really taking in the enormity of what I was seeing. So I was kind of like, what is this? What is this? But I didn't sort of bring my friend's attention to it. I stopped the car. At that point then, I said to him, did you just see that? And he said, see what? And I said, did you just see the, the orange thing over there? And he said, nope, I didn't see it. And he said, I was looking at the mountainside. And I'm like, okay. So I reversed the car up. And we're only talking a few seconds now. Clear the tree line. And there's nothing there. All I can say is that's what started me off with the UFO interest. I mean, I had read books as a child. I had a sort of interest in the paranormal and reading stuff on this. But I mean, I must be honest, I was quite sceptical up to that point. I was uh, the type of person that thought, well, maybe people make these things up or they're just misidentifying things. I, I was a very level-headed kid. I remember that night I went over to the video studio and did the work that I had to do. Then I drove back home over the same road, quite clearly remember I didn't even look in the direction that that thing had been. And then five days later, it was like somebody had chucked a bucket of water in my face and I had this sudden realisation that five days ago I was driving across the mountain, saw this strange thing. I couldn't understand why five days had gone by and my brain had just kind of compartmentalised this and put it away. Okay. Got Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. 
This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Wise up, load up at freestrikeye.com. Now is the time to get the freeze-dried meats, fruits, and vegetables you want from Wise on sale at freeze-dryguy.com. This delicious, nutritious food is perfect for your emergency preparedness or outdoor recreational needs. It's the food with a 25-year shelf life you see exclusively featured on the popular Doomsday Preppers TV show. It's the same quality line of food the lovely Marie Osmond has been touting all across America. It's the wise investment in your family's future that personal finance expert and radio host Dave Ramsey has been talking about. And it's on sale now through Cyber Monday, December 2nd at freezedryguy.com. So wise up, shop online now or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. Make the wise food choice. It's easy to prepare, easy to enjoy, and easy to buy on sale now at freezedryguy.com. It's time for a home security quiz. What effective home security device is smaller than a coffee cup, fakes out burglars into thinking someone is home at your house while you're away, plugs into any wall outlet, is recommended by many police departments, and sells for less than $30? Yes, it's fake TV. This year, about one in every 50 U.S. homes will have a break-in, with burglars usually picking the easy target, a dark house that looks like no one is home. Fake TV is a small electronic security device that makes it look like someone is home watching TV by simulating the light from a real TV. Fake TV could be the difference between coming home to a secure house or one that's been ransacked. To get your fake TV for only $29.95 with free shipping, go to faketv.com or call 1-877-5-FAKE-TV. That's 877-532-5388 or go to faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Uncover a simple privacy loophole that can stop the NSA spying thugs in their tracks at privacylockdown.com. The NSA has already shut down hundreds of sites, and the truth be told, they could shut down this operation at any time. See, the privacy loophole I'm about to show you allows you to make all your sensitive information disappear in the next 30 days or less. Go to privacylockdown.com now to take your life off the grid and see the loophole in the NSA and FBI spying machine before they close the loophole forever. Go to privacylockdown.com. That's the sound of a 44 Magnum and Trauma Max. A high-tech hybrid Kevlar bulletproof vest from InfidelBodyArmor.com will stop it and most pistol rounds. Trauma Max is a major breakthrough in pistol-rated body armor and prices start at just $170 per insert. More protection, more stopping power, more mobility, and it weighs less than 5 pounds. Get details at InfidelBodyArmor.com. That's I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. On the Paracast, we have Matthew Williams, someone who makes crop circles. And what is this five-day thing you're talking about? Is that mean you lost five days of time? No, no. I was fully aware of what I was doing after I'd had this strange sighting. You know, I, I, I went out doing 
everything that you would normally do, you know, but I was just in the house. I was doing some menial stuff and it was literally like a realization came across me that five days previously I'd had this strange sighting of something which I cannot categorize. I cannot find an explanation at all for this thing. And I, it made me think, you know, am I actually sure I did I see that? Because I mean, why would five days go by? This doesn't make any sense. It's almost like as if I'd had a dream. And I thought, well, if it was a dream, then, you know, my friend was there. Let's give him a ring and make sure that I actually had this this sighting because I, I mentioned it to him. So I rang him up and I said, did I say to you when we were driving across the mountain that I saw something? He said, yeah, you did say something about it. I said, and I didn't mention it for the rest of the evening. Nope. I said, I didn't even look over there when I would, when I drove back. And he said, no. And I said, well, I'm just realizing now. And I went through it with him and said, you know, why am I remembering five days later what I saw? It, it's literally like a, it's a, it's a glitch in your normal everyday reality. It's something that you don't expect to see. And, and I, I just don't know my, why my brain couldn't deal with it or put it to one side for five days. That to me is quite bizarre. Did you make an attempt to uh, see if anybody else had seen this object? Were there other sightings around the area at the time? Did well, you do any sort of research into that event? I, I didn't into that one because um, it's such a remote area where this mountain passes that, you know, you can actually see the cars that are going up there when you're driving up the mountain. It takes such a long time. It takes about 10, 15 minutes to drive over there. And I was probably the only car. It's one of those things that you just know that nobody else would be there. It's so remote. In that instance, I didn't. But I did go back to the place where I had the sighting and I climbed up this mountain face in exactly the position where I would have seen this. There is a thing called a cairn mound, which is a, a set of stones which has been put there by an ancient civilization, ancient people, uh, as a burial site or sometimes as a marker point for energies. And I know that uh, these are, in the texts that are out there, uh, places where people have strange encounters and str see strange things. So, you know, a cairn mound, I see this object above it. What does that mean? It's an interesting introduction to UFOs. So you were hooked after this, pretty much. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I, I had to, um, you know, sort of look into the subject more. I had to go and find out a lot more about it. And I started to see myself as somebody that had a strange experience and couldn't explain it. It made me think, well, other people might have these experiences as well. You know, they maybe are in the same position I'm in now. You can't reconcile what's going on. Well, I'll tell you what, let's move past this a little bit. Let's move past this. Yeah, sorry. And... Let's start wondering here, what got you interested, now that you're interested in UFOs, what got you interested specifically in crop circles? How'd that begin? Well, my interest, you know, led on to investigations. I was kind of like South Wales' uh, you know, number one well-known researcher at the time, and uh, we were putting on conferences, and uh, we had people like uh, John Mack, the famous Harvard professor came to speak at the conference along with Colin Andrews and uh, Colin was a recent guest on your show and uh, I've come to know Colin quite well as uh, the, the premier researcher in crop circles. Um, he was at this conference, the Cardiff, uh, Cardiff UFO conference, the first of its type by the way. Um, it was uh, quite, quite an unusual thing uh, for, for Wales to have a, a conference like this and uh, I was sitting there and, and I realised that this guy who was talking about these crop circles, I hadn't ever heard about crop circles. I had books on UFOs and the paranormal, ghosts, uh, spontaneous human combustion, the whole gamut. But for some reason, 
crop circles was something that was completely unknown to me. And there he was, Colin Andrews, standing up there and talking about this amazing phenomena, which unlike ghosts or areas of the paranormal where you can't get your hands on it because it, it doesn't hang around, the ghost doesn't sort of stay there for you to kind of um, grab it and do something with it. You know, the, uh, the the subject of crop circles sounded fascinating because it was something that you could go and visit. You could walk around, you could take a photograph, you could uh, you could sort of explain um, some of it by uh, human-made uh, messes. But, you know, the complicated stuff we were being told that Colin was talking to us about was definitely something that couldn't be created by humans. And I thought, well, wow, you know, this is something I've got to go and look at. So, you know, Wales uh, and Wiltshire, they're about um, 80 miles apart. So, you know, it's not a great drive for me to go over and have a look. So I found myself visiting Wiltshire during the summer, I think 1990, 1991, you know, where they were the sort of first years in, involved in going down to the area. And I met a lot of very interesting people and saw some quite interesting crop circles. So that's how my interest uh, started. But where it changes direction is that um, I came to different conclusions about uh, who or what might be making the crop circles. All right. So at the beginning, when you first got interested in crop circles, what did you think then and how did your expectations change? Well, um, initially we were told that there was uh, strange electromagnetic effects in crop circles and that the these couldn't be replicated by people because there were strange nodal bends at the knuckles. And these knuckles are, are like your uh, sort of um, knuckle on your, your finger. You know, it's where the, the joint changes direction. And on a plant where the, you have this little knuckle, there's um, an expanded an expanded region that when it bends over in a crop circle would split open and this splitting um, then have burning around the edges. And this burning was determined to be from uh, microwaves or from a heat source. And uh, we were told that there was no way that this obviously could be done by humans. And it, it sounds, you know, sort of fantastic and sounds like something that you, you would imagine couldn't be done by people. Um, then there would be uh, talk about underlying paths, you know, that the, the crop was laid out in certain directions that couldn't be replicated by by people and that certainly the designs were you know something that people would find very hard to do especially out at night you know when it's very dark and uh, you know how could people possibly do this so you know when you listen to the uh, the researchers that were around at the time when I first started I mean a lot of this sounds quite plausible you know and unless you get yourself involved as I did then you may be swayed to thinking that these things are impossible for people to create but I went out to find out, you know, what the possibilities were, and I found out the very different answer. And the rest became history. <laughs> okay, let's talk more about the history. So when you went out to see what was going on, what did you discover? How did you discover it? And before you answer, we have about a minute and 20 seconds for this segment. So let's start here and continue in the next one. Okay, well, going out into the uh, the crop fields of Wiltshire, you're going to meet a lot of uh, people that have got, had weird experiences. So, I mean, in and amongst the actual crop circles themselves, you'll start hearing the stories of the strange and weird things that happen in crop circles. And this kind of colours your opinion, I think, on what you're seeing. It can it can influence you. So you uh, you basically become more uh, more 
sort of pro to the idea that these things can't be done by people. But in the cold clinical sort of analysis of what you're seeing, um, you realise that uh, some of these plants have been sort of damaged, that there are marks on them, and that the marks would indicate some sort of mechanical pressing motion, um, that there is snapping and there are scrapings on the edge of the plants that also mean that, um, you know, some sort of mechanical influence has been exerted. Uh, when I first put this forward to the other researchers around me, I was told, well, that's just because you weren't there early enough. And obviously people have walked around this crop circle and therefore that walking has caused the damage. So, you know, unless you're there very, very early, you'll never know the truth. We're so, going to find out more yeah. of the truth about making a crop circle. In case you want to try it yourself, maybe we should have you do a book called Making Crop Circles for Dummies, if there isn't one already. We have Matthew Williams joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are... The GCN Radio Network. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Yesterday, I got a notice from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money, but the notice said if I don't pay it in 30 days, they're going to go into my bank account and take my money, put a lien on my house, and garnish my wages. Can they really do that? If you owe back taxes, unless you get help, the IRS can do all that and more. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. Their fresh start program that will stop collection efforts, remove any liens the IRS or state have in place, and help you reduce your back taxes by as much as 80%. You get a fresh start if you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes. They're so sure they can help you that they'll give you a 20% discount just for calling right now. Dial 877-328-6404. That's 877-328-6404. Again, 877-328-6404. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water filtration systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Hey, Chris, that's an idea. We should get together with Matthew Williams and do <laughs> making right. crop circles for dummies, or at least to include me in this book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Making Crop Circles. Crop Circles for Dummies. You like that one, huh? Okay. I do. Matthew, tell us more. Yeah, there there is actually a, a thing called the Field Guide, which is a, a book that's been written by Mark Pilkington and uh, Rob Irving. And uh, you can have a look at uh, how you could actually make a crop circle from that book. But I mean, back in my day, there wasn't any such book. And, uh, you know, the only people you could speak to were people like Colin Andrews, Busty Taylor, and uh, Lucy Pringle, all of the, the general experts who'd been at this for a long time, looking for answers. But I took what I was hearing from Colin as an example, and I tried to apply it to what I was seeing in the fields. And I couldn't reconcile what I was being told in these lectures that I would find from what I was seeing. Um, as I said, that uh, some people had explained to me, if I'm, if I'm seeing damage, it's probably because I wasn't there early enough. So it, it became to me obvious that what I needed to do was try and get information about when these circles were going to appear and uh, be there really early in the morning. Now, that involved either having a good network of contacts who would tell you when the crop circles had been reported as appearing. So you could get out there, you know, five o'clock, six o'clock a.m. and uh, be there first and then see whether there's any damage. Also, you can do sky watching you know, which will take you through the night. And then if you're lucky enough, you'll be in one of the areas where the sun will come up and a crop circle will be there in front of you. And then you have obviously got the advantage of being one of the very first people to go into the crop circle. So this is what I did. I, I tried to get the information to get there early. And uh, lo and behold, on some occasions, there were crop circles that appeared beneath where I was sky watching. Um, one famous place uh, that we do sky watching uh, in Wiltshire is called Knapp Hill. 
and you used to have uh, you know ten or twenty people on occasions. Uh, some people camping all night long. Stephen Greer would turn up sometimes in the summer with his uh, with his group and uh, lasers and lights, and we'd all mingle together. And as I say, you'd get into the crop circles very early. So that's how I started. I, I got in there early and. Uh, uh, yet I didn't find quite what I was expecting to find. I found that um, there were still scratch marks on the plants and that they looked like there were mechanical uh, sort of affairs going on and it looked like the work of people. And I quite quickly in those early years decided that it probably was people. But what I needed to do was to speak to the people involved. And, and I learned that... Um, from speaking to other researchers, that there was a big taboo involved in this because the uh, the circle makers were not the sorts of people that you would want to fraternise with or speak to. Um, but being somebody, uh, perhaps my Welsh upbringing, you know, slightly rebellious, uh, I didn't want to sort of follow the flow. I wanted to have answers. And uh, I thought, well, if these people are there, let's go and speak to them. Let's not be, you know, let's not be sort of offended by their their existence. Let's go and find out the proof and find out the answers by speaking to the people and see whether they've got anything worth saying. So I went out, spoke to the circle makers and uh, made friends with them as much as one can uh, because the circle makers back then were very, uh, very hard to approach, I suppose is the best word. Um, Give us a time frame now. This is what, 93 by now or... Yeah, this is like, uh, we, we, I would have met a few circle makers along the way, uh, but not spoken to them. Um, by about 93, I was starting to uh, approach these circle makers, and I had in fact made a couple of small circles by then, but these were just experimental little circles to sort of, you know, see how the fl- the crop can be flattened down by a person. Um yeah, it, it wasn't until about uh, 1993 that, you know, I started approaching some of the circle makers in the pub uh, called the Barge Inn. This is where people tended to meet up. And uh, I, I got some really bad reactions off some of them. You know, they were kind of, well, you're a crop circle researcher, aren't you? You know, we can't speak to you. And I couldn't understand why there was this kind of resentment towards researchers. I kind of understand it now because, uh, you know, it's because of all the the bad uh, sort of things that people say about circle makers when they don't know them, you know, which is, I get this myself. I mean, I get accused of all sorts of things, but, you know, back to the point is uh, I went to this pub and tried to make friends with these circle makers and they didn't want to speak to me. I thought to myself, well, how do you get to speak to a circle maker? How do you sort of really prove to them that you're somebody they can trust. And I thought, well, one way to do it is to actually make a crop circle. Not knowing how to do it before, I do you have an artistic background here? I do, yes. I mean, I was involved with art at school and technical drawing as well, so uh, architectural technical drawing. Uh, I was always good at that sort of stuff, as well as computers. Um, not not so hot at maths, but um, I think the the geometry that you get in architectural drawing, uh, that sort of certainly puts you in a stead for understanding uh, ways that you could measure things out to, to sort of draw sort of shapes at night. You've got to understand a little bit about measurements and yeah, so I, I do have a background in that area. I'm, I'm quite sort of logical in the way I approach the designs. You have to actually scale these things up, which is another thing technical drawing can help you with. So you can take a, a drawing that's only, you know, 30 centimetres across on a page, and you have to scale that up to provide measurements and angles that you can take out into a field and work at in, in complete darkness. So, yeah, I do have a, a sort of background in that. So the beginning here is that... You have to start 
with a drawing. Or you don't just go out there and do something. You have to have a plan, a game plan. You do, but um, as you become more and more experienced, then there are certain principles which uh, it's kind of hard over a radio show to explain. But I, I'll give you there, there's a magical uh, number which is six. <laughs> and some people might go, oh, you know, why why this number six? Is that you know sort of like a sinister number? And it, it it's um, part of the reason I call myself on the internet. I call myself Truth Seekers six six six. And oh boy, I, I don't half get a, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of hassle for that. But the the reason is because people misunderstand uh, this number six. And it's not necessarily a negative number. It's actually, in in sort of design terms, uh, quite an interesting number because the radius of a circle, which um, is the distance from the middle point of the circle to the outer circumference edge, so if you've got a, if you've got a compass and you're drawing a circle, you need that radius distance. If you take that radius distance and put it along the edge of the circle, i.e. in the circle a bit, that's known as the circumference, it fits perfectly six times. And I don't know if many people know that, but I always try to show them uh, on paper, you know, that this is actually a very, very simple geometrical uh, trick that you can do to create quite a lot of interesting shapes. So with one measurement, which is your radius, which is basically one person standing with their um, their their heel on the ground. They measure out the tape measure to a set distance to another person who uses his heel to walk sideways to create the line of the crop circle. That measurement, if you maintain that measurement, once you've done that circular edge, if you go out to the edge and you measure six of those same radiuses round the edge, it will meet back at the, the point where you started and then you can put in a six-sided shape. You can put in a Star of David, a triangle, sets of triangles, um, radiation symbols, all sorts of things can be measured out with with this simple basic measurement. And I, I found that fascinating, but I mean, it's something that you learn uh, that you can do which doesn't require a design so to answer your point yes you do need a lot of control over the designs that you use if you're going to do something which doesn't use this simple geometry but there are some things that you can do without a design if you had to you could just run out into a field and do one one of these complicated six-fold geometries without any real design Early on, there was a perception that crop circles were symbols of E.T. in some way, related to the UFO mystery. But all you're telling us is that some very smart and talented people are going out in the fields and doing works of art. Well, you're probably familiar with the name uh, Doug Bauer um, and Dave Chorley, Doug and Dave, they used to be called. Uh, these artists that oh, decided yeah. they've, they've kind of got themselves a bad name because, you know, people in the crop circle community say, well, you know, well, who are these horrible people? Why would they do this? You know, and why are they trying to sort of confuse things? And do they work for the government? Were they paid to say these things? And I really do believe that these guys went out and did this as they say they did. They were very... Uh, Uh, interested in art and one of them was interested in ufos and you've probably heard the story about him seeing a story about a ufo saucer nest in tully in queensland right in 66 that's the one yeah and he was living in australia at the time Uh, this is uh, doug bauer he came back to the united kingdom with this story in his head you know we've got these great wheat fields they look 
so serene and the landscape is wonderful in the summer with wheat and uh, rapeseed, the yellow plants and the, the brownish plants. And it looks lovely. You know, you've got these great vistas which are overlooking these fields. And as an artist, he would spend his time doing watercolours and, you know, walking the hills. He was a wildlife sound recordist. So this guy was out in nature all the time. We have Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, then carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. Well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Matthew Williams, crop circle artist, UFO investigator, joining Gene and Chris. And you were talking about one particular person here, and we had to kind of break. Good old Doug and Dave. Yes. Good old Doug and Dave, yeah. Um, well, Sounds like I, a radio I, show, the Doug and Dave show, with the Z Morning <laughs> Zoo, brought to you on this station. Well, if it was a radio show, I'm sure they'd have some great tales to tell, but uh, unfortunately, one of them is uh, is no longer with us. Uh, Dave Chorley uh, passed away, but uh, Doug is, is getting on in years, but he is still around. Yeah, he was impressed by the landscape as an artist, and he thought back in his head to the story of the the Queensland saucer nest and thought, well, what if I was to stick something in the landscape? 
and see how people react. What if I was to make a mark in one of these lovely wheat fields? So together they decided to do these designs, which are just simple circles and not very impressive just to see how people would react. Now, at the time, researchers came along like uh, Colin Andrews and and various others back in the day. They were very impressed by this and they thought that this must be a sign of alien, you know, involvement, extraterrestrials landing in the fields, whatever you like. And they carried away with this sort of idea. They, they took it on and started researching this stuff. As Colin and his friends were researching the the talk was that you know if this was going to get somewhere new it would it would probably be in the form of a message and suddenly the crop circle started exhibiting messages so it's almost as if uh, you know Doug and Dave were kind of listening in and I know they were listening in. <laughs> there are stories about uh, phone calls and uh, sort of Doug and Dave turning up to. Uh, lectures done by Colin Andrews and uh, they didn't know who they were so they would come up to the front and sort of like shake Colin Andrews hand and say like hello you know I'm I'm very interested in what you've been talking about you know and and then of course they would go out and do crop circles practically to to order because they would have heard a Colin Andrews lecture or a Busty <laughs> Taylor lecture and they it's would like they were doing these things art imitating life yeah it's the feedback loop yeah and i mean they would even report these crop circles to Colin Andrews, you know, they would actually ring him up and say, oh, you know, I was actually walking out in the countryside and I saw something this morning because, you know, I'm doing my wildlife sound recording. And, and Colin would say, oh, thank you very much, you know, and he would he would wander off and uh, there would be the crop circle. So he was he was getting the top information, you know, from these the, the guys that were actually making this stuff. Okay, now, now, and, now, let's get a quick time check. The first crop circle that I'm aware of that had any pattern of complexity was in 86 in Cheesefoot Head, where you have a circle with a with a narrow band around the outside of it. Give us a time frame when this was happening. Are, are we talking mid-80s then? Or Yeah, I mean, it escapes me now exactly when uh, Doug and Dave started. but um, Well, they started they, in the late 70s, I, I believe. But when did Colin uh, get involved? I think 83 or 82? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was the early 80s or 1940 sorry 1974 um i'm thinking now so doug and dave were starting and uh you know the the cheeseford head was definitely the area that they were working in because uh they were from southampton that's only a small drive from them you know sort of like a half an hour drive in the car and uh you've got the best hills for looking down over into the into sort of the crop fields to sort of view these things so you know they were starting then but i mean any pre dating crop circles i suppose you're getting towards what you're suggesting uh they wouldn't have been done by doug and dave and well i mean we have uh, the famous woodcut of the mowing devil back in the 15th century and there's other reports too in the 17th and 18th century What, what do you make of those interesting you should mention that because i i think people kind of overlook the the general flavor to that story they say you know if you go back to the early sort of wood cutting there was this um sort of mowing devil and he created a crop circle in a field and and that's about as far as in into the story as people go but if you actually follow the whole story it starts off with um somebody who's a, a farmer being approached by a gentleman saying i would like to cut your field i would like to mow your field for you you know and uh you know, with my scythe, I can cut your wheat field. And the farmer sort of says, no, thank you. I don't need your help. You know, sort of, I'm I'm quite happy on my own. Uh, this guy goes away and 
because he's upset that the farmer didn't employ him, uh, he curses the field or, or so, uh, tells the farmer that he's going to curse the field. The, the farmer kind of, you know, sort of brushes this off. They go their separate ways. Um, then at night, something happens in that field. A mark or a, a shape is created. And when the farmer gets up in the morning, he thinks to himself, oh, my God, you know, the devil really has done something in my field. But, I mean, if you apply Occam's razor here to the way that, uh, you know, the way that things tend to go, I'm putting the pieces together. You've got you know this guy who's disgruntled, you know, t- warning him that something's going to happen in his field. And lo and behold, something happens in the field. So that's you know, where that's probably yeah. where some of your first crop circles would come from, from disgruntled farmhands uh, saying, well, I'll teach that guy if he's not going to hire me. You know, and I mean, if you, if the farmer's name had been Colin Andrews and the, uh, the the sort of, you know, the other guy had been uh, Doug and Dave, you know, like threatening to sort of curse his field, then, you know, you've got something 500 years previous that would, would match exactly today's uh, scenario. but. Oh, that's interesting. Well, this is a question that's cropped up on our our forums where you can ask questions of our guests at forum.theparacast.com. And it has to do with the the actual farmers. Back in the early days, I I would think that that very few, if any of these farmers, were aware that people were going to be going into their fields and, you know, making these, these, uh, these glyphs. How prevalent now is collusion between circle makers and farmers uh, hand in hand? What percentage would you say of these are done clandestinely in terms of the farmer not knowing that it's going to happen versus crop circles that are done with their cooperation? Sure. I mean, there's never been any uh, collusion between circle makers and farmers. Uh, We get asked this a lot. I've never once ever had um, somebody tell me that they knew of a, a farmer commissioning a crop circle. Uh, sometimes circle makers have gone to the farmers uh, in order to hire a field, in order to be able to work, um, sometimes for commercial projects like advertising, logos, or television programs that wish to sort of explore the circle making thing. Uh, but really, the farmers are literally just farmers. They just get on with their own business. And most of them would tell you that they're not happy to have crop circles on their land. And they don't like the damage. They don't like the attention it creates, the the, the groups of tourists who turn up. So really, farmers would like to have nothing to do with this at all. Um, but it is a question we get asked a lot, but no, no evidence Okay, well, just checking because I, I would think mm-hmm. that uh, that it would it would be a financial loss because a lot of that crop that's uh, laid over is not going to be salvageable. It, in some cases, it's not salvageable. It it just depends on uh, whether the farmer is prepared to lower his uh, combine harvester's blades down to be able right. to pick it up. Um, you know, sometimes when people walk through the field, they tend to trample the the seeds off the heads, so there isn't much to recover. But if if the uh, the farmer can be uh, sort of keeping people out of the field, then, you know, the visitors won't end up destroying that crop. So it's really the visitors that are the problem. Um, If people were to just enjoy crop circles from the photographs um, rather than visiting the field, then, you know, the farmer wouldn't really have much to lose because he could just lower that combine harvester down and pull the the crop back up. So really, it's, it's just the visitors that cause most of the damage. Well, All right. Now, technically speaking, though, you're going onto someone's property. Sure. I assume without their permission. Yes. And you're making a crop circle. Now, obviously, this is getting to something that we'll pursue in the next segment. And that is, it's not legal. If you get caught, 
you can be arrested, right? And that happened to you once. Get shot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I got uh, I got arrested and prosecuted. I'm, as far as I'm aware, the only person who's ever been prosecuted for the act of making a crop circle. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a one I'll kind carry with me for some time. Claim to fame, but uh, but a good one. Yeah, it it came out of uh, trying to help people to understand where this is coming from, and uh, you know, without. Uh, I don't want to sort of decry the crop circle subject, and I've, I've got to tell people, you know, if you hold on, we'll talk about some of the weirdness that is associated with uh, man-made crop circles. And, we'll do uh, that in our next segment, sure. but I want to find out more about when you were busted for making a crop circle. We have Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic anytime. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. American gardeners and fellow patriots, make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed-saving instructions and ships same day. Plus, all orders over $49 ship free. MyPatriotSupply.com is American-owned by patriots like you, passionate about freedom and preparedness. Call now, 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at MyPatriotSupply.com. Choose the original. Choose the Survival Seed Vault at MyPatriotSupply.com. 
A healthy digestive system supports a healthy immune system. And a healthy immune system protects you against infections and disease. Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse, available at Terraganics.com, is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic and is gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM1 contains three groups of beneficial microbes and enzymes to cleanse and remove toxins, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, and aids in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, is non-GMO, has all-natural certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is never freeze-dried. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. It's crop circles all the time on the Paracast this week with Matthew Williams, a UFO investigator who has made his own. And you have one claim to fame being the only person or at least the first person to be busted for it. How did this happen? Where did it happen? Give us the raw details. Well, how I came to uh, be known as a circle maker, I was kind of exposed by uh, a friend who... um, Pillow Talk, basically, uh, started all this off. This is slightly back from the arrest. But um, one of the circle makers on our team, um, we're skipping forward here now. I'd been making circles for many years and uh, come to the conclusion that we were actually doing something that was full of a paranormal factor. But we'll come back to that. This excited my team members and myself. We were fully in the swing of, you know, thinking that we were taking part in a magical thing, that we were getting inspiration to do these designs from somewhere else. We'll come back to that. But we did tell our new team member that it was probably not a good idea that he go bragging about this because if he started bragging about it to other people, that they probably wouldn't keep it secret and that that could get us into trouble. So he didn't do that. He he told his girlfriend and she went and told uh, some other people and they went and told some other people and then that's how I got exposed as being a, cir- a circle maker. Um, so our group of friends that we hung around with in Wiltshire knew that I was making circles, but the researchers didn't. It was still kind of kept as a bit of a secret in the background. But um, I felt that I had to justify why I was doing this, because the story was starting to get out. Um, Why was I doing this? You know, I was supposed to be a UFO researcher, and why was I involved in something that could really kind of damage your credibility and your name in in doing research? And I had to tell people, well, the, the reason I was still doing this and making crop circles on a regular basis was because I did believe in something bigger going on. And I was doing this as part of an experiment. It had started off as just, you know, can we do it? Will people believe that our circles that we create are any good? You know, like the real thing, quote in quotes. Um But then it developed into I needed to justify why I was doing it when this came out. So I started to approach various crop circle researchers. One by one, systematically, I was trying to make contact with them. Uh, Colin Andrews, Busty Taylor, Francine Blake, Charles Charles Mallet. There was uh, Michael Glickman, 
I went to their houses and knocked on their doors and, and said, would you like to sort of sit down and have a chat? And mostly, I've got to say, probably about 98% of the people I approached all said, basically, do not come and speak to me, get away from me, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I kind of thought, well, that's a bit strange, you know, that they're supposed to be researchers, but they don't want to actually sit down and have a chat about this. I had my nose put out of joint, to be perfectly honest, by the fact that they didn't want to speak. So the only one that that did want to speak and was actually gentlemanly was Colin Andrews. And this is why I I would uh, say to people, I've got a lot of time for Colin because he would actually talk about this. Matthew, give us a time frame here. Uh, When are we talking? Talking, trying to talk to these researchers would have been just before 2000 because I was arrested in 2000. Okay, so yeah, so this is 1999. Yeah, yeah, way down the line. So I came came along to Michael Glickman and asked him, would he like to sit down and chat? He he basically said, get out of my get out of my premises, don't ever contact me again, and this sort of stuff. And I kind of went away thinking, well, you know, this guy is supposed to be a researcher. I can't get my head around how people will not talk why the debate has been shut down so i thought well if he's not prepared to accept that people are making these crop circles and i'm trying to help him here i would have even offered him the opportunity to come out into a field and watch us making a crop circle at night so that he could get it clear in his head that uh, we were capable of doing this but he didn't want to know so i went away and thought well how can i how can i kind of get through to him that we are doing this and i thought well one way would be to create a crop circle that contains some specific elements that he is expecting cannot be done by humans that he's claimed are impossible for people to recreate and then if we put those into this crop circle stand back and watch and wait he'll probably you know come out and say that he thinks this is an amazing crop circle, that, you know, it's genuinely paranormal. And then we can reveal to him that we actually made it and it might help him to understand. So this is what I did. I approached an American researcher you're probably very familiar with called Whitley Stryber. Whitley Stryber um, does a radio show where Michael Glickman appears like I'm doing with yourselves now as a guest. But Whitley is not very critical of Michael. He doesn't research and check out what he says. He just kind of has him on the show and just lets him say what he wants to say. Well, I I basically wanted Michael's uh, sort of research to be checked by Whitley. I wanted him to go and look at what he was doing. So I thought, well, I'll approach him offer him the opportunity of being the the judge then in this or the the independent uh, third party in this that I will give the details of the circle I'm going to do to Whitley Stryber and he will sit on this and then I will make the circle. So Whitley agreed to this. He said that he would keep it perfectly secret. I went out and made a circle. The very night I made the circle, Whitley Stryber phoned Michael Glickman and told him, watch out, Michael, they're making a circle. They're trying to catch you out don't be fooled by it. And then Michael Glickman, armed with this knowledge, contacted the Wiltshire police. Uh, the next day, I had 16 police officers turn up at my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. the SWAT team oh, was man. after you. Yeah. Ouch. So we can yeah. boil it down to Whitley opening his mouth. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell I, you, I, folks, here, I think some of our listeners know this. We, for some reason, don't get along with Whitley Streber. And there's a long story about that. I don't want to dominate the time for Matthew to tell his tale. We've invited him on the PowerCast several times. A couple of times he's actually agreed to come. And then at the last minute he says no. Now, he doesn't Mm. like the fact Mm. that 
some of our listeners figure he's chicken for not coming on, but, you know, I met him a few times in the past, and I don't have a final conclusion about what he does or his claims, but I am concerned over what he did to you. So tell us more. 16 policemen come up. Now, yeah. in the UK, they don't have guns, do they? They didn't come there with their weaponry. Yeah, or, or tanks or automatic weapons sure. or uh, you know, bulletproof well, vests. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have guns. In fact, Wiltshire is um, it's one of the police forces that has the most armed force police in the UK, apart oh. from London. Uh, there's a reason for that is because Wiltshire is a place where you have a lot of very rich people with mansions and um, they have to be protected. So these guys are armed. A lot of them are ex-services that have gone into the police. Did they have uh, weapons on that occasion? Possibly not, but I have encountered the police regarding crop circles on other occasions and they definitely were armed. But we won't go into that now. So yeah, when it comes to me and the way people portray me to the police is as a dangerous, nasty criminal type the police will come you know armed expecting the worst but um just on this occasion 16 police officers came to the house i was basically uh dressed in my you know night garments i came to the door and it was like are you matthew williams yes do you know anything about making a crop circle uh, last night at a location and i just thought to myself oh the I can't say bad words. I promised I would not swear. And but, you won't, um, but we have to have these words before we continue. What okay. happened when you open the door and yeah. they asked you to identify yourself? Matthew Williams telling the story of being busted for making a crop circle with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com In the U.S., one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $29.95, Fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and comes with free shipping. Order your Fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV. 
The Burglar Deterrent. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. Hi, my name is Annette, and due to menopause symptoms for nearly two years, I suffered severe hot flashes, which prevented me from sleeping all night. It was so hard to work because it continued all day to have the hot flashes from hell. I was exhausted and depleted. After only three weeks on One World Way, I have no hot flashes, and I'm sleeping normally again. I feel energized and strong. This is an amazing product. It is a little-known fact that every single cell of your body is supposed to produce 10% of its protein content as glutathione. But due to toxicity and aging, it does not. Could glutathione be a missing factor in optimal cell function for your entire body? If you restore the optimal glutathione levels in your cells, especially your glands and organs, then as a result, your glands and organs work better. Imagine the quality of life improvement you might have. To order One World Way, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Here we go. The gendarmes are at the front door. Oh, the bobbies. Yeah, the bobbies on bicycles, two by two. I just remember that song from <laughs> Roger Miller. Okay, Matthew Williams, tell us more. They asked if you're the guy who made the crop circle, and you said... I said, yes, it was me, because I thought, well, there's no point in denying it because Whitley Stryber has the proof, because I sent him the designs, and I thought to myself, I can't believe... These people, why they can't just do what they say they're going to do, you know, and and stick to stick to the plan. And I thought, no, I'm not going to let them, you know, sort of get away with pushing me back on on this that I know that we're making crop circles. And I thought, well, no, damn them. Uh, I'm, I'm using sort of uh, polite words there, but damn them. I am going to admit to this and we will see where this goes. And that's what I did. I literally just gritted my teeth and I said, yes, it is me. I did it. Yeah. And they said, right, okay, then, well, in that case, I have to warn you that you are now under arrest uh, for blah, 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 blah. And the police officers entered the house and turned the whole house over. (laughs) It took a long time for me to get my computer back, uh, several months, and it was smashed by the police. But, you know, little things like that, annoyances. 
but I just kind of wondered at that point, you know, oh God, what the hell? Have I, what was I all involved in with this? You know, doing this crop circle stuff was it really worth carrying on from that point? But you know, we still haven't got to the good stuff. We'll have to reverse and go to the paranormal stuff because that's where why I got involved to that point. But um, yeah, making crop circles got arrested, but I decided then I was going to tell the story, the real story of of how it actually came to pass. Okay, did they find you? Did they put you in prison? What did they do? Yeah, because I admitted to it, it was all dealt with very quickly. Um, It was able to go to court without having a a case and a a trial set. So I went before the local magistrates, which is like a low-level court. And uh, the local magistrate, he he seemed to think it was kind of funny that this had come before him. And he was also quite um, annoyed. You could tell that the magistrate thought that this was a triviality and that maybe it shouldn't have really, you know, come to him for this. And what, uh, what were you charged with? Destruction of public property, trespassing, what? In the UK, it's called criminal damage. You know, you've done something to somebody else's property without permission. It, it's caused uh, a caused a, a monetary value loss, and uh, you did it without permission. So I was fined the massive sum of one hundred and twenty-five pounds, which is pre- pretty much next to nothing when you think about it. It's what but, about two hundred dollars US, something like that. Two hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, now I, you're I, a marked man. I actually admitted in in that you know when I was there, I thought, well, if I'm going to be remembered for what I did here, if this is if this is as far as it goes, if this is like the end of Matthew Williams and crop circles, I want to be remembered for one circle that I did do, which is one of many circles. I didn't want to admit to them all because it would have probably driven the, the fine figure up. But um, I thought I want to be remembered for one, and I admitted to it in the court and provided evidence of that. And it was one that I believe, Gene, you actually like. It was the basket weave of 2000 wait a minute you did the magic basket i did the magic basket yes i was thinking for a second maybe he's implying i am a basket case (laughs) but no well we already know that i just i'm astounded that you did the magic basket how did you do that i i heard it was woven it was woven, uh, but it's not kind of woven on the level of individual plants have been uh, sort of put up, up and underneath each other. There's a slight technique which makes it look like it's woven, but in fact, uh, it's it's literally you go up a line of filling, you cross across, you miss a bit, and you come down, then you go across and you miss a bit, then you go up, and then you've, you've got pieces which are left behind, and then whatever's left behind, you go left to right, left to right, left to right and fill fill those bits in and you know it looks from above like as if it's been woven and in effect some bits are under and some bits are over but they're not over and under and over and under there's just bits that lay on top of other bits and it kind of gives the effect of a basket but you know if people want to think it's been perfectly woven then they're quite you know within their rights to think that but it looks good from the air it's not quite as technically challenging as you might think well, evidently, the farmer was pretty freaked out because I think he, uh, that very morning, uh, early in the morning, if I remember, he he got got out and, 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 and just knocked it all down. Yeah, he was, uh, he thought it was the work of the devil. You know, he's an elderly sort of farmer and he, he must be sort of like a Christian or, you know, church going man. Uh, and he thought that the devil had come and done his mowing devil, as it were, you know, in his field. And uh, the reason he cut it wasn't so much to sort of spite um, the circle. or or It was to stop people going into this work of the devil. He wanted to stop people actually being, you know, sort of influenced by satanic dark forces. 
did it come out in the trial that that particular formation was the one that you were you were actually being charged for committing uh, criminal mischief, criminal damage? I just said to them, you know, if I'm, you know, whilst I'm here, I'd like to admit to one other offence, you know, and uh, and I gave them the evidence, and they they didn't e- they didn't even sort of question it, didn't add any more to the fine. I think the magistrate was kind of like, let's just quickly deal with this and off you go sort of thing. Well, well, did the crop circle community, were they aware of the fact that you were actually, you pled guilty to making that particular formation? Well, that and many other formations. The crop circle community are are well aware of a lot more than you would think. I have admitted to making most of my formations now uh, because several years having passed, there tends there's a, kind of like a law in the UK for sort of menial offences if you haven't really uh, been caught within a certain right, amount like of time. It's like a statute of limitations. They can't yeah. pick charges up on you. That's the one, yeah. Now, so now I, here's I thought, a quick question for you. Before we get into the paranormal stuff, which I'm very, very interested in, I must say, how do you know John Lundgren, Team Satan, yourself, others who, who have been out for years allegedly fabricating these circles, how do you prove that you've done it? Do you like put the design into a, a sealed envelope and send it to yourselves with a, with a post date on it? Do you contact people? Is there some sort of registry that you guys have that we can go back to now in hindsight and look and see verification that you guys predicted these particular circles and then lo and behold, they're, they're presented to the public? Uh, how have you documented? It, it's a hard one because, uh, you know, proof will be, for one person, very different to a, another person. I mean, I tended to just tell people what I've done. I mean, a lot of people will say, well, that's no good. That's not proof. You can't prove, you know, that you made these by uh, saying it. But, you know, the, the sort of levels of proof that a lot of people want, you know, to sort of put documents in the post – You've got to bear in mind that, you know, circle makers will often meet in the in the pub um, in the afternoon or the evening. They'll finalize the designs and then they go out and make it as to um, whether or not it gets made exactly as it was on paper or, you know, it gets messed up and they, they change the design on the fly and doesn't doesn't end up being the, the circle that you went out to make. It ends up being something different. So you get all those sorts of problems. Then there's the, the, the sort of proof requirement. Some people say, well, why don't you take out video cameras? We have. We have taken out video cameras with us, night vision cameras. But these things are invariably very hard to set up yeah, and, yeah, you can't you can't film at night uh, uh, showing an actual design over the size of of acreage that that you're covering. Yeah. It's impossible I mean, at night, even with a night shot, even on on top of a, a pole. I mean, night shot on a camera, you've probably uh, experimented with these things yourself. You can get about you know twenty, thirty feet with an average camera. If you buy a, an infrared illuminator to to supplement a bit of extra light, you might get out to about a hundred feet. But it starts to get fuzzy at a hundred feet, and even then, you know, you're going to be filming on a tripod. Probably uh, this tripod is going to be about uh, six foot high. The crop is about three to five foot high, you know, in some cases. And you're not really going to see a great vantage over the crop circle. So unless you've got some sort of, you, you want to take a crane out into the field at night. Right. So you've got yeah, vantage. Yeah, totally, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't pull that off and get away with it. Yeah. And I mean, you could go up on the distant hills and try and film, but then you need image intensifier equipment and image intensifiers at a distance that it tends to be grainy specular footage. Um, I have uploaded some of this onto um, my uh, channel on the internet. But right now we've done a good job here of laying the groundwork, forgive the pun, for Mm -hmm. the crop circles. 
Is there anything paranormal about or just a bunch of artists having a good time at maybe a well, farmer's expense? We're going to hold that question to our next segment with Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Uncover a simple privacy loophole that can stop the NSA spying thugs in their tracks at privacylockdown.com. The NSA has already shut down hundreds of sites, and the truth be told, they could shut down this operation at any time. See, the privacy loophole I'm about to show you allows you to make all your sensitive information disappear in the next 30 days or less. Go to privacylockdown.com now to take your life off the grid and see the loophole in the NSA and FBI spying machine before they close the loophole forever. Go to privacylockdown.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. You have all seen and heard about the elements of the periodic table. These elements are the building blocks of everything in the universe. You, my friends, are made from these elements. A shortage of any of these important trace elements can lead to disease. Go with the science and take the Lady Talk Health Challenge and get all 90 essential trace elements with a healthy start pack at LadyTalkLive.com. Or call 855-333-LADY. That's 855-333-5239. 
Research shows it's not just what you put in your body that counts, it's what you put on it as well. Why not use an all-natural, healthy, mineral-based makeup that actually benefits your skin? Once you experience the airiness and flawless coverage of Longevity Mineral Makeup, you will never use anything else. With Longevity, the perception of your complexion will be natural perfection. Animal-friendly mineral makeup at Mary Lou Health. That's M-A-R-I-L-U-Health.com. Or call 855-321-HEALTH. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we have the crop circle maker himself, Matthew Williams. Now, we've kind of given up then on E.T. doing this, but why would anyone think that there's a paranormal aspect to crop circles? Matthew Williams, explain. Well, it, it's kind of funny. Going back to Doug and Dave, if you think that they kind of were influenced by seeing uh, a design, the, the Tully crop, well, Tully saucer nest, that's what started Doug's interest. And, and he, he did a design in the fields to kind of see how people would react. And then they thought it was uh, extraterrestrial or weird Gaia forces, spirits, whatever these researchers believed that these things were. They took it on and they these researchers expanded and developed these ideas in people's minds. And the circle makers came along and just kept on supplying more and more of what these researchers were talking about and where their interests were lying. So, you know, it kind of like one thing follows on from another. Suddenly, you've got a load of people coming to do research, like myself, sky watching, looking at the crop circles, and they're looking for certain types of things. When you're looking for something, sometimes you find it. A lot of the time, I think people will find what they want to find. They will see what they want to see in the crop circles. If you're in an area like Wiltshire, it's got very good sky at night because it's not light polluted like you get, you know, around some of the cities. So it's a great area to sky watch. And you've got all these teams of people now doing sky watches on the hills because of the crop circles, because these things are, are found in the fields. And they're seeing UFOs at night. They're seeing strange things uh, that they don't understand. Albeit, we do have the Salisbury Plain which is a training area, a military training area nearby. And sometimes, you know, you get strange flares, missiles being fired, tanks firing explosions. And these things may confuse some people, not everybody, but, you know, some people get a little bit excited by these things. And it, it creates a, a, a sort of, what's the, the word? It's kind of like a hysteria hysteria about the whole thing some of which is justified you know people have had strange real strange sightings and some of it is kind of like self-generated it's kind of like mass hysteria but these crop circles have definitely attracted strange things i am sure of this because i've been out and i mean i'm, I'm a sky watcher i like to think i'm fairly level-headed in what i say i've seen and i like to uh you know sort of have multiple witness uh sightings where we're we're all seeing the same thing and we haven't colluded on you know the the details we're kind of like coming back to see things and is speaking to people and saying, you know, what did you see last night? And they say, well, we saw a strange light in this position. And we'll say, oh, well, we were at this position. We saw that light too. Multiple witness sightings. That's what I like. And there's certainly a lot of that around crop circles. But the point being is that you've got two very different perspectives on this. You've got people who are making the crop circles, seeing things whilst they're out in the fields making the crop circle. And you've got the people on the hillsides 
and in the local vicinity who are having the strange sightings and experiences and they're not then prepared to accept that people had anything to do with that crop circle because they marry the two together and they say well a ufo was seen above that area general area a crop circle appears in the morning well it must be one and one is two ufo plus crop circle equals ufo made crop circle you know and i like to say to people and i like to sort of you know, bring it back down to earth a little bit and say, well, one and one doesn't always make two. You know, you have to actually say, well, maybe one is one over there and one is one over here. And you are the person making the connection between the two. You know, maybe the UFO was there. It was seen by people. But did it necessarily make the crop circle? If, knowing that strange things are seen in, in and around crop circles and I've made enough of them to know that we've seen balls of light. I've seen UFO structured looking craft in the area and sort of these things have even been chased by military helicopters. And this stuff does go on, you know, that there is this connection there. You've also got people who are predicting, psychic people who are predicting that a certain design is going to appear. And then people like myself will get the urge to get up from their seat, you know, and go out and make a crop circle design, which I would think is my own design. You know, I think to myself, well, I'm going to go out and make that shape. But somebody else is, is out there wanting this to appear or predicting this is going to appear. And a circle making team or an individual will go out and make that design. Now, again, that becomes very hard for you to talk to those people and say, well, don't you find it fascinating that you were predicting that and a circle maker has gone out and done that? And that's happened on a number of occasions. i give you one classic example. So, in other words, here, let, let me just uh, digress here for a second. In other words, sure. you're saying a psychic will make a prediction about a particular shape and then you will be compelled to go out and make that shape not knowing about the psychic's prediction. Absolutely. There's, okay. This has happened on many occasions. Uh, one I was going to tell you about was at Avebury, and uh, I know the people involved. Uh, they didn't know that I was going to go out and make a crop circle. I didn't know that they were there in a field actually doing a meditation, and this was near a stone circle called Avebury. Um, it's like a larger sort of uh, larger stone circle site to somewhere like Stonehenge that people are probably more familiar with, uh, a bigger site than Stonehenge. Um, basically, uh, they were sitting on the edge of a field and they were meditating and they were hoping that um, a crop circle would appear and they had a design that they were all meditating on. And I Please, please turned, tell me this wasn't Stephen Greer. No, no, this wasn't Stephen Greer. No, um, it, her name was actually Diane Krishna. She was involved in crop circle research many years ago. I haven't seen her for a while, but I approached her after afterwards and said, did you realize that I made this design? Because I'd heard the story that people were, were raving about. They were saying, oh, my God, these people were there and they were meditating on a six-fold petal, like a six-fold flower. And, I mean, I was in my house and I decided to uh, get up and go out and do this design on my own. I didn't have a team. I used a tripod because I, I needed somebody to hold the other end of the tape that we use. And I didn't have that person. So I had to make the design small enough so that I could stretch this tape out and not have the tripod fall over because it was you know obviously going to sway in, with the distance of the tape. So I had to make it a small design. But I could hear these people. And it sounded to me like they were uh, chatting and playing a guitar. 
And I thought, well, I better be careful, you know, so I don't let them know I'm here. So I quietly made this circle, probably only within about 300 feet, I would say, of where they were. So that's how close I managed to get to them. I made this uh, design. And then they said, wow, you know, that we were asking for this in a meditation, then it appears. And I revealed to, to Diane that um, it was me, and she was fascinated. This has happened on more than one occasion. Teams going out, even whole crop circle making teams going out to the same field on the same night and putting down very similar designs close to each other without even knowing the other team is present. It's almost They're all like getting the same the inspiration same to yeah. do the same thing at the same time. At the same time. And one of the weirdest, this blows my mind because I can't explain this and the, the teams involved are all scratching their heads over this as well, is that there was a group working in Wiltshire in North Wiltshire, and uh, they were making a, a spiral pattern, and this spiral uh, goes from one spiral into another. So there's two spirals side by side, and one spiral spirals out, goes into the next spiral, and spirals down. Okay, so they made this design, and they were, you know, they went away, they were happy, they'd finished. In the morning, we get reports that there is another design in South Wiltshire that it, it's a similar design. Now this was happened to be on my birthday this was on my birthday the date of my birthday so i i was like my god this is this has happened again you know this is like something is trying to shake the tree here shake you and make you think you know what is going on now i i questioned the circle making team and i said look come on you guys you're, you're taking the you're mickey here you're doing this aren't you you know just sort of like because it's my birthday and you're trying to sort of like give me a little present or something, aren't you? And they said, no, no, we don't know who that other team was. We, we got no idea. And we were amazed to see that somebody else had done the same design, but in another part of Wiltshire, we don't know who it is. It's like, oh, yeah, I thought, well, that's, that's good. You know, they might be telling the truth. I, I think they probably are because I believe that these things go on. But I'm thinking, you know, I'll get to the bottom of it one day. Well, I did because many months later, I was actually driving in my car. I haven't revealed the, the full circumstances to it, but... I'll reveal them to you tonight. I said I, I probably would at some point, but driving my car, I saw two guys uh, who were paragliding. They were using a parachute and they were actually flying cross country with a parachute. And I could see these guys were coming down um, into a field and I knew where they probably had taken off from because I'm a pilot and I know where the airfields and where people fly these things. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll offer them a lift because they probably need to get back to their base. So I actually pulled up. This is miles and miles from anywhere. We're talking about 30 miles away. So it's well out of the crop circle area. And I'd never met these people before. I offered them a lift. They got in the car. We were driving. I said, what are you interested in? And they, they were chatting. And I said, oh, I'm interested in crop circles. And they said, oh, that's funny because we made our first one. <laughs> Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, 
this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. (coughs) But don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3, 120-count soft gels, only $9. Whole body and homeopathic detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain, normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the window specials button to save on our natural cold and flu fighting products herbalhealer.com healing the world with nature one person at a time since 1988 welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg The discussion continues about the inspiration for crop circles. Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. Go on, please. We were talking about um, a design which appeared, and the uh, upshot of it was that two designs appeared on the same night. That happened to be my birthday. The teams denied all knowledge of uh, you know the other team being there. They didn't know who the other team were. And no I collusion, was, whatever. No evidence. No collusion, no. And I wasn't sure whether to, whether to believe them, but I, I think it was several months later when I met these uh, these people that were parasailing and gave them a lift we got onto the subject of crop circles and they told me well we made our first one you know and i think they said it was last year so this was a a year later and they said yeah we made our first crop circle last year and i said which one was it and they said oh it's a spiral i said no way and i said where was it and they said oh it's this location i said absolutely you 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 made this and they said, yeah, yeah. And we'd never made one before. And I said, well, it's fascinating that somebody else had made one on the same night. And they said, yeah, we heard about that. And we didn't know why had somebody made the same design on the same night. And I said, well, I think that's more than just chance that that's happened, that, that that's weird. But you've never made a crop circle? No. Do you know anybody who makes crop circles? No. So you haven't got any friends who put you up to this? No. Okay. I said, what was the inspiration for the spiral design then? And strangely enough, they had an inspiration which made sense, which was that when you're soaring in a a parasail, you tend to use the thermals to actually gain lift, to lift you up uh, using the hot air. And whilst you're in a thermal, you tend to either go clockwise or anti-clockwise and you spiral and spiral and spiral, gaining height. So for them, they go from one spiral clockwise to doing anti-clockwise in the next spiral so they put a clockwise anti-clockwise spiral that was their design they put it underneath the airfield where they they do their uh, para sailing for them that meant the type of 
flying that they do. Whereas these other guys who are working in North Wiltshire had no connection with them at all. They did a spiral on the same night. Why two spirals on the same night with the teams not knowing each other? To me, the designs are so much the same, it would be like winning the lottery. And circle makers are winning the lottery like this on a regular basis. Too much to just be left to the idea of chance, I believe. So, you know, this goes on and on and on. I could give you story after story. I've, we, we, we do a, a show, you know, where we talk about these things in great detail. And I bring the teams on and I say, you know, so I'm not putting you up to this. You know, we're not sort of making you, you know, so say something that hasn't happened here. Now, you know, tell it the story your way. And the circle making teams, time after time, come out with all these stories about strange coincidences where somebody was telling them that they had had a premonition that this design was going to appear and then these circle making teams have gone out and done what people were asking for and it's fascinating and and I think that's really what over the years as a culmination of experiences I've had has brought me to think that circle making is a good thing yes it has the um, aspect of it being a criminal damage thing where the farmer's field is being misused in that way but i i've kind of come to the belief that well it may be misusing the farmer's field but for what it actually represents in terms of wonderment and a strangeness that people can explore i think that that is worth more than the 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 wheat that's in that field the only problem is that we haven't actually just we, we why don't we just pay the farmer people say why don't we pay the farmer and do it legitimately but ultimately you know that costs a lot of money you know it, it does cost a lot of money and then you're beholden to the farmer to tell you where you can work when you can work and as i said to you earlier on a lot of these things are spontaneous you know people decide in that evening we must go out and make a circle now and then they get in their car or they walk to where it feels right. And that's very important, where it feels right. Circle-making teams, year after year, even different teams will walk to a field, and, and many times they've stuck a circle on top of where a circle was the previous year. And if you're thinking of randomly walking into a field and stopping at the same spot or stopping at a spot where there seems to be an underground uh, aquifer, a water effect that you can see from the air but is not visible from the ground. And at night, how people seem to, to come to these same spots time after time and put them in the same locations. It's very interesting. It's almost like a form of dowsing, I think, you know, where people are kind of getting right. the, Colin, the feeling. when he was on the show, he mentioned that he gave the example of a uh, pentagram that was placed inside a five-sided field that was perfectly positioned within the field. And he said that the, the odds of that being done uh, just coincidentally were astronomical. And, and so, you know, what you're bringing up here are some very interesting points of, you know, synchronicities and, and hyper coincidences. Have you ever seen a formation that you are convinced was not made by somebody that was, was truly high strange in its origin? Well, year year by year going by more and more of what i believed could possibly be um something strange and and not human these things have been eroded even for me because i used to believe that there were some formations that we would never find out the truth to and you know by me setting up the question in my mind i would like to know about that i've ended up having answers which have come out of the most strange places like like these two pilots you know in middle of nowhere and they just happen to be the circle makers and i meet them 
you know, the chances of that happening and the chances of them doing these spirals on the same line. That's one example. I can give you other examples. Um, so, you know, Colin uh, talked about the, um, the, the the Celtic cross formation that uh, he, I believe, asked for. I think it was a Celtic cross. Right. And um, he, he was kind of saying to himself, well, if there's something out there, then, you know, kind of like make contact with me and bang, something happened outside his window, you know. Well, who were the circle makers behind that? That's what I'd like to know is, you know, who 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 did that? And you 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 often don't get answers to this because, you know, maybe the circle makers have moved on and you don't get to hear. But one of the circles, which is revered by many people um, as being one of the, the, the most classic designs, um, I, I thought, well, we'd never find out, you know, that, that these people had gone away. If they were people, they'd gone and we would never know. So maybe it was something unusual. It's known as the Barbary Castle design, which is um, like a triangle with... On the three corners of the triangle, there's a strange shape that um, on each three cor- of the three corners. I'm just trying to remember the year now. Uh, Barbary Castle, 1998? Um, no, it was way, 1990, way before that. 1990, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 91. 91. Yeah, you're right. It's 1991. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't know where I got 98 from. But Barbary Castle um, is held by many people, myself included, as being one of these designs that um, it just really was exceptional for its period you know nobody'd seen anything like it 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 changed the game um yeah it, it yeah that, that from, put it into a whole new whole new realm that was quite paradigm shifting yeah i mean you know crop circles were quite simple affairs as you're aware i mean it, it sort of like changed overnight to being incredibly complicated designs and this set the new standard then for circle makers to kind of reach an, a new level which a lot of teams it took them time to sort of get to this level and and move on and and as you well today i mean just look at it today i mean you've got alien faces i mean it's just like even things i would kind of like you know screw my eyes up at kind of thinking how you do them um it, these uh, well, going back to the Barbary Castle formation, um, this chap uh, was chatting on the top of a hill near a monument, and I w- I was listening to this guy chatting to some some other fellow who was there, and I driven up this um, uh, this hill on a motorbike. I had a scrambler bike, and I was near this monument, and I was listening to this conversation. Uh, you know, with the the wind blowing past us. All of a sudden, they got onto crop circles. And it was like, oh, yes, they sometimes have crop circles in this area. And I could tell by the way that one of them was talking, I was thinking, you know more about this than you're saying. I just had this sort of thought into my head, head, you know, this guy seems to kind of know something. And he's not saying, he's playing coy and he's playing it down, but he knows more. Because I've heard that patter before, the way that sometimes circle makers don't want to get into don't want to get into it with people because, you know, they're, they're opening a can of worms, you know, where people might even start getting it, attacking them, you know, if they kind of re- reveal that they're a circle maker. Yeah, he'll have kind no of, fury like a crappie uh, with its oh, yeah. know, hackles up. Yeah, or, or a Linda Moulton Howe with an umbrella yeah, I was hitting, say. <laughs> hit, hitting me across the head, yeah. We've got to do this break. We have Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris all about crop circles all the time. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. 
ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10%, but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets, but fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use. You just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. Fake TV is only $29.95 with free shipping. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. My name's Bruno. I'm 52 years old. I've tried different protein powders over the years, and they've all tasted pretty bad. I tried One World Way and found it to be delicious. After 10 weeks on One World Way, my wife commented, you have more muscles and you're leaner than when you were 20 years old. My body has changed dramatically. I'm a cyclist. Normally, I'll ride two days on and take two days off. After being on One World Way, I rode 10 days in a row in over 100 degree heat, and then I take another two servings of One World Way, and then work out at the gym for another hour and a half. I just couldn't believe these results. My normal muscle tightness and soreness after working out are virtually gone. Don't take my word for it. One World Way comes in single servings. Just give it a try. For a health and taste sensation you'll love, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. 
And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I still wonder whether Chris would be a really good crop circle maker, especially if he gets busted. We have a headline story. Everybody would want to listen to the show when you have to, Chris, raise bail. You know, there's always a negative. <laughs> Matthew Williams joining us. We're getting into the more unusual or paranormal aspects. And during the next three segments, Chris will also be asking your questions, listeners. We have so many, there's no way we'll get to them all. I think we've answered some of them. Yeah, just we by what have. we've talked about. Well, one that I really want to get to before we get too far down the pike here has to do with the magic basket or the, the Bishop's Cannings basket formation that, that you claim you were actually you made and were busted for. Now, Simeon Hine, uh, who is a remote viewer here in the United States, has actually a remote viewing training uh, operation. Evidently, he went out and did some electromagnetic anomaly detection uh, work in that formation on the land after it had been mowed or, you know, the, the crop had been gathered by the, by the farmer. And Constance uh, has a very interesting question here, and it, it's pretty long, but basically what she's asking is what do you think of the energy readings that showed that there were more than 100 volts greater within the, f- the previous formation than in the surrounding wheat field? And uh, she, she goes on and on uh, stating that uh, it definitely seemed to have some sort of unusual energetic properties, yet you're saying you just went out there and, and just you know, whipped it out on your own. Yes, Chris. Um, we went out uh, pretty much. It was a spur of the moment thing. Um, somebody visited my house who was a, a well-known circle maker. Um, in a, you know, not well-known in the world sense, but amongst circle makers, um, he turned up, and a non-circle maker was there. And I and I said, you know, would you like to come and make a circle? And to the person who was not a circle maker, would you like to come and watch? You know. And so we went out. And this uh, circle maker actually had a design idea, um, which was the shape that you are familiar with. It's like the circles that grade down. It's I think it's pen, it's a pen, based on a pentagram. It's a five five points, but there are three circles that go down, and then you know you've got the basket weave. Now the basket weave, the weave itself was my idea, but the design was this other circle maker who probably doesn't want to you know have his name mentioned. But um, anyway, we went out demonstrated that we could do this uh, for this person and we were just about to flatten down the areas where the, the basket weave was and I and I said well let's not just flatten it flat because you know we always do that the idea had come to me that we should sort of put a, a pattern in it and I said look you know if we sort of splay it this way and, and go back and forth and miss bits you know it's going to kind of take on an unusual shape I tried to kind of get him on board and he was kind of not having any of it. He said, no, this this sounds like a bad idea. I don't get what you're trying to do. I think it's going to look messy. It'll just detract away from the design and people won't, you know, kind of get it then. And and I'm kind of like, well, no, no, come on, let's do it. And, and it, begrudgingly, he said, oh, go on then. And as we were doing this, uh, we were actually sort of laying down the basket section he then convinced me that it looked terrible he said no 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 you really have messed this up now that's it we this has gone completely wrong and i got convinced he kind of convinced me he's like okay and i sort of you know head down kind of like well sorry you know we might as well carry on because it's gonna look stupid if we don't kind of make it look uniform just just carry on as we started let's finish it so I left that formation thinking, ooh, ooh, I'm not in somebody's good books there. You know, he didn't like what I did there. Oh. So the next day, 
we heard from people rave reviews coming and I was going to drive up there because Bishop's Cannings was where I lived. So this was literally only about, you know, a five minute walk from my house, this circle. You know, he, well, the farmer had cut it out by the time I got there. Uh, but there were rave reviews. People had photos and they said, oh, basket weave, brilliant. You know, it's it's amazing stuff, you know, absolutely superb. So in the end, I was kind of vindicated for my idea of doing that basket. And I have replicated it a few times since. I stopped making circles when I got arrested. So I, I must be clear, I kind of, after the arrest, I was a good boy. I didn't make any more crop circles. And it was partially to do with, and this usually gets a laugh, uh, because I, I got hay fever quite badly when I made the crop circles. So... Um, I stopped. Uh, I stopped making crop circles partially because I had been arrested, and also because it was a big relief not to be uh, sort of streaming eyes, looking like somebody punched me in the eyes with swelling eyes and uh, suffering quite bad hay fever symptoms on occasions. So much so that I, I even had to stop making certain circles. I had to say, "Look, you know, I'm going to leave you guys to finish this because I can't. I can't stay here. This is just getting too bad. Sneezing and wheezing and all that." So, but the point being, yes, I did do the basket uh, electromagnetic effect. Well, there have been many circles that have been created with these effects in them. And unfortunately, because the sampling system was wrong, i.e. people like um, Ron, Ron Russell and Simeon Hine, who were doing the tests, actually uh, used to think that people couldn't make these circles. So, of course, you know, you you have the assumption that people can't make the circles. You then find that you're equipment is reading high readings electromagnetic readings so you take those readings um, as being proof that the circle couldn't be made by people and of course if your assumption in the first place is wrong then the higher the readings you get the more it definitely couldn't be made by people so what i was keen to do and i actually got in touch with Ron because like I said with many researchers I approached these people systematically and said look you know this is what you're saying can I help you would you like to chat would you like to see a circle being made and Ron was one of these people and uh, he arranged to come to the UK we we got him to come out and I was very lucky because there was a guy uh, who who needed a circle designed and offered to pay for a field Um, he wanted his company's logo to be to be put out there in the field and uh, so we got to do a daytime formation. Ron Russell and Simeon Heim were present. They tested the field with their equipment before we started. So there was no question that there were no, in, no strange readings on their equipment. And then with Linda Moulton Howe, the, the, the researcher was there as well. She was present. We made this design in the daylight. And once we finished, Ron Russell came in uh, with his equipment and Simeon Hine, and they said, wow, this has got the biggest readings of any crop circle we've ever been in. <laughs> you know, this is this is the highest readings we've ever had. So, you know, I wasn't expecting that. That was not something I planned to go out and do. You know, let's let's do this. I j- it was it was literally just as a demonstration circle. It wasn't even to kind of say, well, you know, there will be readings in our circle. You know, I thought there might be, you know, there might be because we knew that many of our circles did have these high readings. But I wasn't expecting it when he well, said well, it was so the what highest. What do you equate that to? Have you done any sort of scientific research into how that could possibly be the case? Well, the the, the greatest um, indicator, I think, really might be that we were doing something in daylight, not at nighttime. And what what was the big change? I think in 
why it had such high readings is that when people are working at night, the conditions are different. And if you work in the day when the sun is out and the crop is dry because, you know, nighttime brings condensation um, and condensation, you know, may affect the electromagnetic effects. Daytime, there's a lot of energy from the sun. The plants are dry. This more static charge because they're dry and maybe um, yeah, you know, static. Point. You know, so yeah. I would imagine that if somebody did want to go into it in a in a more uh, rigorous way to kind of find out why, if there's a difference between night and day, that, that you could find this out. Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com here at MyPatriotSupply.com, our customers are number one. Built on a self-sustaining business model, we don't owe our existence to big banks or big business. Instead, this company was built by you, the customer. The success of MyPatriotSupply is a testimony to the loyalty and dedication of each and every one of you, to our old-fashioned values and top-rated customer service. These elements alone have made us the choice of patriots everywhere. We believe that being prepared should not be a luxury reserved by people with large disposable incomes, which is why we have the products you need at the prices you can afford. We bring you our Patriot Pantry brand of storable food, which features top-of-the-line flavors and carefully packed to store for 25 years, plus water purification systems, non-GMO heirloom seeds, survival gear, all perfect for off-grid living, and much, much more. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com or call 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. MyPatriotSupply.com. An e-cig revolution is sweeping across the country. But is yours American-made? Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is. Manufactured in Arkansas with 100% USA-sourced ingredients. And when you buy American, you support local jobs. Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig is top quality at an affordable price. The very principle that once drove the American economy. Get great taste with no ash, tar, or smoke. You'll be wondering why you didn't make the change to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig a long time ago. LaSig.com has everything you need for beginners to the advanced vaping enthusiast with a wide variety of hardware and also imported e-liquid flavors as well. Plus, LaSig smokes the competition with fast, free, same-day shipping, real people customer service, and a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Support our country and become a Vapriate at LaSig.com or call 870-525-1440, 870-525-1440. LaSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. 
That's the sound of a 44 Magnum and Trauma Max. A high-tech hybrid Kevlar bulletproof vest from InfidelBodyArmor.com will stop it and most pistol rounds. Trauma Max is a major breakthrough in pistol-rated body armor, and prices start at just $170 per insert. More protection, more stopping power, more mobility, and it weighs less than five pounds. Get details at InfidelBodyArmor.com. That's I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. Uncover a simple privacy loophole that can stop the NSA spying thugs in their tracks at privacylockdown.com. The NSA has already shut down hundreds of sites, and the truth be told, they could shut down this operation at any time. See, the privacy loophole I'm about to show you allows you to make all your sensitive information disappear in the next 30 days or less. Go to privacylockdown.com now to take your life off the grid and see the loophole in the NSA and FBI spying machine before they close the loophole forever. Go to privacylockdown.com. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. We're continuing our final two segments of our visit with Matthew Williams. And you can see here where we're not going to even begin to cover the surface of listener questions, are we, Chris? Yeah, we're going to have to have you back, Matthew. This is fascinating stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting here scratching my head looking at this from a scientific perspective. And if what you're saying is real and true then I, I've, I'm just wondering what possible test, scientific test or series of tests, could be conducted to, let's say, determine a high-strange formation that was not human-made versus one that is human-made. There's, there's certainly um, things you can look at, which I've, I've done videos on YouTube which explain what I call how to prove a crop circle is man-made guaranteed. You can look that up if you want to sort of see it on YouTube. How to prove a crop circle can be made, can be made guaranteed, man-made guaranteed. And what I say in there is that you will spot certain effects which you can see in photographs quite clearly. And these are what I call combing marks. If you imagine if you had um, wet hair or uh, sort of like wax in your hair and you put your fingers through your hair or you put a comb through your hair, you're going to get marks from the comb. The teeth of the, the comb are going to go through your hair. So you're going to have little bandings going through. And you get the same thing happen in crop circles when they're flattened with mechanical tools, such as a stomper board, which is the wooden board with ropes on that we use to sort of press the crop down. Now, when you do this in a systematic way with the same distance size crop boards, you're going to get these marks in between the overlap points where you flatten one bit and then you have to go all the way around and then you come to flatten the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. Well, these look like comb marks and you can see them visibly in a lot of crop circle photos. So you can go back now on the internet pull up these photos that you've you've looked at for many years and thought, wow, great design. And suddenly, I bet you, I bet you any money you're going to spot these marks and you won't have really realized what they are. Right. And it, it kind of ended up looking like a vinyl record. You know, you've got these marks going round and round and round. Right, if you right. Measure, yeah, yeah, they're tracks, basically. Yeah, they're, they're tracks. Left behind. Well, yeah, how, how many do you think that there are actual uh, formations that cannot be explained? I mean, we never really asked you that question. Are there yeah. truly high strange formations that have no uh, human perpetration uh, behind them? 
No, no. And um, actually, you, you, uh, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. But um, if there were, they would be the, uh, the, the, the designs which are not geometrical, i.e. the simple circles, because nobody ever really owns up to those. And in effect, you know, what, what you have with, with circle makers, they're teams of artists doing complicated designs. They're more than happy to tell you that they're doing these things. So it's kind of like you have the culprit, the culprit is owning up to it. But what the what all the teams are kind of saying is, yeah, but we don't make those simple ones. You know, those simple ones have always been there. They've been there before anyone probably made circles. And so I say that really researchers have thrown the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to uh, which crop circles are which, because now it seems they're only interested in crop circles the more complicated they are, which of course is pointing in the wrong direction. What they should be looking for is the crop circles that are actually simple in nature. The more complicated it is, the more that is evidence that it's probably been done by an intelligence, and that likely intelligence is human. So, you know... Uh, you've, you brought, brought me back to the point. Actually, there was the Barbary Castle formation, which I never finished the story, did I? Um, the, 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 the guy on the hill was talking about um, making uh, a design with somebody, and I didn't believe what he was saying, whether or not, um, uh, sorry, whether or not he was telling me the, the truth about um, uh, being a circle maker when I got chatting to him. And uh, he said, well, okay, then I'll tell you two circles I've made. I made the Barbary Castle and I made another one and then I never made any others. So this guy made Barbary Castle only making t- ever making two circles and the other circle he made was a, a, a script and this script was um, something which wasn't deciphered at the time. The, uh, the code that was in the script was like you get on a calculator. Um, you have the numbers, like the, the figure eight, and you can make up all the numbers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, on a calculator by just basically filling in or not filling in the black spaces. Well, this is what he did with this design, but he only did the lower half, so it was looking like squares instead of looking like a number eight. Now, this design was... Um, Many years it had stood as an undeciphered text, but it was very easy to decipher what it it actually said if you knew the trick to it. And when he told me this and drew it out, he drew it out straight straight away on on the chalk of this monument that we were standing there. He picked up a piece of. Um, a stone, drew it out, and I knew that what he was saying was the truth. And it basically, uh, it was actually a message to one of the crop circle researchers that he was trying to prove this researcher uh, didn't know what he was talking about. And it was Terence Meaden. And the message of the circle was, if you decipher it, it says, Meaden talks. I'm not supposed to use the bad language. So he said, let's, let's just put it like this, Meaden talks crap. Okay, and then you you kind of like <laughs> decipher, turn the word crap into something else, and then you have it. Yeah, so Meaden talks <laughs> crap. Okay, and then you have it. Um, but that was the mystery of that that crop circle, which for many years nobody knew what it meant. And if he knew that, if he knew the answer to that, then if he tells me that he made the Barbary Castle, I believe him. So that that kind of puts that one to, to rest as well. So no, I don't think there are any circles that I see that I couldn't say would have been created by people, unless you're talking about damage in fields, wind damage, or right, which, which is what fascinates me. The random blowdown events, uh, yeah. I, I think, are really important. 
yeah, sure. And I mean, a lot has been done uh, by us to help demystify, you know, what people have believed in the past to be effects of genuine crop circles. Um, as we started the show, we were talking about these nodal bends, which um, people have called the blown nodes. These knuckle points on the plants, when you bend them over, you get these cracks. And the cracks are literally where the plant tries to grow back towards the sunlight. And where the sunlight um, sort of shines down, the plant will move itself back up and, and start to correct. So instead of being a flattened crop circle anymore, um, you'll start to have it sort of recovering back up to a straight up position. And in some cases, it nearly recovers fully, you know, to, to the plant standing back up. But when it does this, it has to actually start changing its um, direction that it's pointing at one of these nodal points, at one of these knuckle points. So it starts to bend like you bend your elbow. Okay, so if you imagine your arm bending the elbow, that's how a plant would move. And if you imagine on the end of your elbow, it splits the, the plant splits open because it's stretching so much at that point because it's not normally going to sort of, you know, use that knuckle to bend in such a radical manoeuvre, but it has to because it's been flattened down. So it has to move quite a lot. That knuckle point then splits open and seeps a fluid, which has been described to me, it's like a yeast type substance. And that then uh, dries on the outer exterior of the plant when it seeps out and that turns black. And when it turns black, it looks like it's heat damage. It's not heat damage at all. So when people like uh, William Levengood came along and started saying about microwave damage in the in the plants um, and cellular changes, it all sounded great. You know, it was it, it it was what it was what people wanted to hear. It was it was exactly the type of thing that people wanted to hear. And um, then you know we basically found out that this is a natural effect. It's well known. It's called phototropism. And William Levengood is supposedly this scientist, you know, plant biologist, and he he should have known this. Let's call this a stop the presses moment, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be featuring next week on the Powercast none other than Richard Dolan. Of course, Richard has written those books, UFOs and the National Security State. He was co-author along with Bryce Zabel of AD After Disclosure. He's got a book coming out called UFOs for the 21st Century Mind, An Ancient Mystery for a New Era. This is going to be one fascinating session. Richard Dolan coming next week on the Paracast. Matthew Williams joining Gene and Chris. For one more segment, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Shop in your underwear. Get prepared in your pajamas. Get food for camping from the comfort of your own bed. Whatever you do, get in on Freeze Dry Guy's Bean Blowout Sale. There's no better bargain on beans. Dehydrated small red chili beans, pinto beans, and baby lima beans. With a super long shelf life, these healthy beans are a big time score for emergency preparedness or outdoor activities. Bean Blowout cases of six number 10 cans for just 97 bucks. Only $97 plus free shipping. No need to gas up and go. Shop online now at freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD. This super sale runs now all the way through Cyber Monday, December 2nd, while supplies last. Freeze Dry Guys, beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you buy now, the more you feel smart. On sale only at freezedryguy.com. Hi, my name is Scott Fuchs, teacher and rowing coach for over 14 years. I was sluggish, overweight, on prescription drugs, and only 30-something. Fortunately, I was referred to Dr. Z, and happy to say Dr. Z's all-natural protocols over a consistent course resolved my health issues. I'm in the best shape of my life, and most importantly, on zero medications. I'm Dr. Zdanowski, author of Evology. Trained as a primary care physician, surgical manipulation under anesthesia, Expert in nutrition, diet, weight loss, immune system, and I specialize in chiropractic. My 15 years of professional experience has taught me the four keys to vibrant health. A balanced muscular skeletal system, an integrated nervous system, a flowing lymphatic system, and a body filled with over 90 essential nutrients. This has been a secret too long. Actualize your potential. Reverse disease. Call me, Dr. Z. 201-945-1177, evolveyourself.com. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. This is our final segment, this time out, with Matthew Williams. As we said before, he's going to be back. There's no way to possibly limit this no, to this one discussion. No, this is great. Good stuff, Matthew. 
Sure. Okay. Well, uh, thanks very much. I mean, uh, we've got like 72 hours worth of Circle Makers TV, you know, so this just goes to show you just how much you can, you can talk all day long about the details, the real hardcore details of what's going on here. But yeah, it, the, these knuckle uh, bends, the, the blown nodes, w- those were blown out of the water um, by the, you know, sort of science of uh, Levengood uh, being questioned. Well, you know, this guy Levengood called himself a doctor, you know. He said he was a plant biologist, but he didn't know a simple effect like phototropism. And then it came out about that we found out that he wasn't actually a doctor, that he was using the title doctor and he wasn't really a doctor. And Well, so, that, you know, that was, in all fairness, that was uh, ascribed to him by Nancy Talbot. He actually never, to my knowledge, called himself a doctor. Well, this is the thing. He has, he has done because uh, we've... We've basically, um, you know, it was ascribed to him by Nancy Talbot, but he's used the title many times on TV documentaries. And when he was questioned about whether or not he was a doctor, he he then came forward and said, yes, I was given my doctorate as an honorary doctorate from the National Academy of Sciences. Now, he he told this to um, UFO researcher Kevin Randall. And Kevin Randall said, well, that's great. Thank you for telling me that. And then he went to check it out with the National Academy of Sciences. And they said, we don't give out honorary doctorates. So not Mm, only had he used the title, not only had he used the title, but he had compounded the lie by, you know, saying where he got the title. So, you know, it was like a double no. So unfortunately, you know... I know it's it, these things crop up a lot in in crop circle research. There are a lot of people using fake titles out there. Yeah, to, to yeah there's a lot of people in the UFO community that do the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's so easy to disprove. I, I mean, you think to yourself, if you just didn't say that, if you just said, "Look, I'm somebody who's interested in plant biology," you know, I'm not qualified. I'm not a. Well, doctor. he has a master's, and to my knowledge, he does have a master's degree. But, but yeah. let, let's move beyond the minutia here. Let's let's ask some uh, questions that pertain to the future. This year, yeah. we saw a dramatic decrease in the number of crop circles that were reported uh, from the predominant area in southern England. How do you feel that this is going to play out as the mystery sort of subsides? Do you think we're going to see reduced levels of crop circles? Or do you think that that uh, the interest is still there for people to go out and spend the time to do this? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I should just point out very briefly. There's um, Somebody's just uh, put, put a piece of paper under my nose that reminds me that um, uh, Mr. Levengood did actually sign a report, Dr. Levengood, a crop circle report that he sent out. So he actually signed that himself. But anyway, um, yeah, there's, uh, th- there's a lot of that goes on. But the crop circles in the UK have been uh, diminishing because I suppose it's been going on a long time. It's been getting very large. The, the, the designs are getting so big and so complicated that it's reached a pinnacle that's very hard for a lot of um, teams to kind of surpass. So, you know, in order to go out and make an enormous design with an incredible complexity, you need a big team and everything needs to go right. You, you can't bring that many people together all the time. You might be able to manage it once a year, once or twice a year, but not repeatedly. A lot of these teams tend to work in small numbers of people, like you know, twos and threes, you know, fives being the largest type of team that you, you'd get. And, you know, to what end? 
even though these teams are interested in the paranormal stuff and they've all had their sightings of strange things whilst being out there, uh, balls of light, you know, strange flashes in the sky, seeing black figures, you know, all these sorts of things have happened to circle makers. Everyone's interested in that. But at the end of the day, um, it does come down to the bottom line, you know, which is money. Um, what are this? What are the sort of circumstances of what uh, these people's lives? Have they got the ability to do it? Some of them have got married and they've got kids. It makes it makes it a little bit harder for them to get away to do what they used to do when they were a bit younger. And we've all moved on. I mean, I've been involved in this in twenty, you know, for twenty years. So if you imagine, you know, people that are starting this at twenty years, they're going to be forty years old now. So there are some circle makers out there who've been doing it 20 years that I know, uh, such as Julian Richardson. And he's one of the the best circle makers out there. You know, he does the really high quality designs, very large stuff, very intricate, brilliant. And he's never made any money out of it. You know, he's never he's never got commissioned to do uh, work. You know, he's never he's never got any of the, the the fringe benefits that some of us have have got. Like, I mean, I I've been lucky in some respects that I mean, I've been asked to go and do things, you know, in other countries because I'm known as a circle maker. He wasn't known as a circle maker. He was kind of on the fringes. Um, and they, you know, you get like a TV company will say, well, look, will, you, "Will you do a demonstration for us?" I got asked to go to New Zealand to do this. Uh, Julian's never got any of that sort of stuff, so he quit this year. He quit from making circles. That means that the quality of the circles out there has gone down. Um, the people who are left behind making circles, um, not quite the same standards, and it has had an effect. Um, Julian has now switched to doing sand art, and he's doing designs on beaches. So he's he's working in the daylight people can see what he's doing and he can actually publicize his work without any fear of prosecution because that's something that that does actually trouble him is actually getting caught not something that really worries me so much i mean i've been there done that but um it does for some circle makers they do want to remain kind of like away from the police and away from that type of stuff Um, we have only a couple of moments left let me throw you a fast question here does this therefore does this become a fad and eventually people just give up on it? Well, like there, there is a, a, a terrible possibility that um, because the numbers are coming down and interest is coming down and because the truth is coming out as well, you know, it, what we're talking about here, I find, is actually very unpopular. It's not something that a lot, a lot of people want to hear. Um, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to accept it. And when 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 this show is over, people will be quite happy. Most of these crop circle researchers will be quite happy to pretend like we've never had this conversation. The show does not exist. Okay, and and so they would prefer that the truth isn't out there. That the truth is suppressed so they can make their money from the calendars and and the tours and all that sort of stuff. The circle makers don't make any money from doing any of this. They don't do tours. They don't do calendars. They don't sell anything. So a lot of these circle makers are kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to keep on making circles to support an industry for these people that really only ever, you know, slag us off, you know, call us nasty names and say that we're horrible people and that we shouldn't be approached and this sort of thing. So it's kind of, you know, it's had a 
uh, a whiplash effect. You know, these <laughs> research, eating its the young. researchers, yeah, the researchers have kind of like destroyed the golden goose because they won't come together and talk about what's really happening and they won't talk about the paranormal stuff. So I've tried to bridge a gap by doing what I'm doing, uh, doing here and talking about the reality of there being something strange, hoping that it'll bring the communities together so that we can talk. But at the same time, I, I do you know, realistically see that possibly the truth coming out has actually made a lot of people turn off to this subject, which is a sad thing. But, you know, the truth is the truth. And we have to decide whether we're going to live in a in a David Copperfield world or whether we're going to live in a sort of real world. Okay, Matthew Williams, tell our listeners where they can find more of what you do and about that YouTube channel. Yes, if you want to um, sort of listen to many hours of uh, Crop Circle chat, we've got Circle Makers TV, which is one word, Circle Makers TV on YouTube. Just type that in and you'll get to us straight away. I must give a, a government a health warning. Your ears will be uh, greatly offended at the amount of bad language I use, which I'd be very uh, uh, sort of... <laughs> I, I haven't done that tonight, but, um, you know, it, it, it really does bottle me up i must say because i'm I'm much better when i can you know beep 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 yes you do uh, not sound bottled up chris o'brien where do we find more of your stuff well as matthew has been pointing out we live on our strange planet not your strange planet matthew but it's our strange planet and boy it's strange.com and i'll tell you what about strange things we have a place on twitter where you can find us called the paracast check us out on twitter for the paracast We have a Paracast fan club, two of them, on Facebook. We don't have a YouTube channel yet, but I think we're going to get there someday. Okay, Matthew Williams, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Chris. It's been very great having... Well, it's been nice to be had. Couldn't get that out then. (laughs) It's been nice having me. Yes. You've not been had. Don't worry. (laughs) Thanks. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.